penises in warm dough Ugh, i had this delicious fresh warm uh sourdough bread loaf why am i struggling <laughs> <laughs> all i'm thinking about is the balantitis slash yeast infection you would get from this which would take you to the doctor the er baby something we're going to be talking about this evening jeep and reese talk everything related to hospitals and medical care this episode and by medical care we mean like medical kink and sex in hospitals and the raunchiest least medical way to talk about medicine (laughs) because like we've said before six figure cock hits different six figure cock hits different however before we jump in we're obviously going to do the gape down and i want to start this gape down with this ridiculous tweet which i find ridiculous that has been hyperlinked in the description um it's a thread should you be so inclined to click and read but the the gist of the tweet is this the idea of having sex with someone with an amazing body lights up every neuron in your brain but in reality it's not that different from having sex with anyone else you think the visuals are what you're chasing but they're really not i hate this tweet i love this tweet i hate it jeep why do you love it see i love this tweet because yes visuals are exciting enticing and Like, that's kind of what we go for. There's always a baseline of physical attraction that's important when it comes to the hookup or me wanting to get to know somebody. However, I really feel like what's most important for me in my sexual chemistry is the sexual chemistry, the energy, the foreplay, if you will. And like, for example, like last night, I hooked up with this guy. Once again, another finance boy, my kryptonite. Like, I really need to stop. My cryptocurrency night. My cryptocurrency night. Like, literally, (laughs) like, they're not good for me. Oh, my God. There's apparently an alt crypto warehouse party happening actually a few blocks from your house tonight. Should you be so inclined? We have to go. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Anyways, but so... He was, like, really weird and awkward. And he was, like, pretty cute. Just cute enough to pique my interest. Okay, but exactly. Like, he had to be, like, a critical level of attractive for you to, like, pursue it. Like, this is exactly my issue with this tweet that, like... But the reason why it's not... This tweet's not an issue for me is because, like, he wasn't, like, you know, like chiseled greek god made of art you know what i mean he was just like an like an average kind of guy sure but like you're still attracted to him like this is like like the problem with this tweet is like first of all it's talking about like every neuron in your brain lighting up and then saying like that this visual culture is just something that you're socially inculcated in which is like totally like logically at odds with itself like you're acknowledging this like biological response you're having Mm. and then being like no it's just like something you're taught and it's like don't get me wrong I do think you're taught it right like I think we're taught to be attracted to certain kinds of bodies like I don't want to deny that but I also feel like the kinds of set like and it's also not to say that like every time I have sex with somebody with a chiseled beautiful body it's like amazing sex like obviously those people can be bad in bed as uh, we all know <clears throat> as we all know this is why we don't fuck tens we've talked about this don't yeah. fuck don't fuck tens don't fuck tens they're bad in bed but at the same time like sex I've enjoyed has is like more or less proportionate to like how attractive attracted I've been to the person and like honestly I just feel like this tweet like this person is just telling on themselves and revealing that they're ugly potentially (laughs) potentially i'm not saying no to that but i really also feel like like you put a lot of weight on physical attraction 
much more than I do. Maybe I do, but it's also like going like to your point about chemistry. It's like, I'm not going to be able to establish chemistry with somebody if there's not like a critical threshold of attractiveness met. Yeah. But I'm not saying, I don't think this person's either saying that there's that you're like going to fuck that you should fuck uggos all the time. I kind of think that is what they're saying. I don't think that's what they're saying. Also ugly people sling cock like nobody's fucking business. Let's talk about that. That's true. They're always so grateful. Not just that they're grateful, but they are sloppy and hot in bed. Like I used to fuck this uggo in. (laughs) (laughs) You just gave me bronchitis. (laughs) I used to fuck this guy in Pittsburgh who had this, like his dick was literally purple. Ew, cheap. What? I refused to suck his dick. It was not good. But let me tell you, our sexual chemistry was over the moon. It was so intense, such good sex. Like it, it, and it made me feel beautiful and desired. How like I was everything he ever wanted. You know what I mean? Purple. It was a little purple. Yeah. Ah! Is this new to you? You've never seen a purple cock before? It's only been purple when it's been like in a cock ring that was too small. I have no idea why it was purple. It was just had this vague film of like... Periwinkle? Periwinkle. Oh, I know. It's really gross. I never put it in my mouth. But in my ass. Oh my god. <laughs> is where she went. No, but like this... I mean, I, I totally think that's real, but it's like... Your threshold for visual beauty is much higher than mine. That is... I'm not going to deny that. That's probably definitely true. Yeah. But like the way you're talking about this person still suggests that like you're attracted to them. You know what I'm saying? Like attracted them like energy wise, but not necessarily like my physical, like he physically wasn't that attractive. Like he didn't have a chin. (laughs) Not saying people without chins aren't attractive. I'm just saying. Chin equality. Chin quality was low. (laughs) My point is, like, I feel like you should never give up on anyone. I feel like if there's chemistry and there's an energy present that you feel is sexually enticing, like chuckle fuckers, like what we were talking about yesterday. Oh, my God. Don't ever say that to me again. So chuckle fuckers, if you're unfamiliar, are people who, like, fuck comedians, like, solely seek out to fuck comedians. And as we know, like, comedians, like, aren't that hot ever. Besides, like, what, three of them? I don't know. And, like, they pursue these comedians because of their energy, because of the comedy, not because of the physical attraction. That's a really good counter argument because comedians are so ugly. Um, But I think, like, my problem with this logic is it's, like, it's assuming that, like, like, if we're talking about conventional standards of beauty, sure. But, like, the problem is this idea separates your physical visual optical so to speak attraction to somebody from the chemistry when it's like they're they're irremovable from one another like at the end of the day these women who are chasing these comedians like yes they're attract they might be attracted to their energy and they might be ugly but like i refuse to believe that there's not a part of them that is like like there's a part of them that is physically attracted to these people like the way like it's the we're talking about like the causality of chemistry here as being like energy to attraction when it can also be like attraction to energy and like you know or like physical attraction and then like you know the sort of metaphysical attraction when somebody 
personality is giving, is serving, I will find them way more physically attractive. Like I have been in situations where like I am completely unattracted to someone like wouldn't give them, wouldn't bat an eye. And then they start talking and giving me something, giving me who they are, giving me an energy. There's a chemistry there. Then I begin to feel a physical attraction towards that. Sure. But it's, still, I guess my issue is it's still producing a physical attraction. Whereas the way this tweet talks about it, about physical attraction, it's as if like, it's just not like a real thing. As I if, disagree. Like, what you're experiencing is something you're just like inculcated in culturally when in reality it's like. How does it feel being able to um, use inculcated twice in conversation? <laughs> it feels great. Because <laughs> I use it correctly both times. <laughs> but I don't think that's what this person's getting at. I really don't. I think they're just saying that like. We, as a, as like a society, need to broaden our horizons instead of chasing the lightning that is the sculpted body. But why can't you do both? You can do both. I'm just saying that, like, as a society, I feel like people don't do both. You don't do both. Um, I'm sorry. The person I'm dating right now has an incredible personality. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. He's kind and amazing and has a lot of integrity. He's a good dude. Um, but you know what, audience? You decide. <laughs> um, Jeep, let's actually get into the nitty gritty of the Gabe Down. Tell me about this man, Hyperpop. And was he really straight? See, I hooked up with this other guy who, super cute, doesn't work in finance. Thank God. Instead, he makes Hate. his own Hyperpop music. And as soon as he asked me that, I was like, are you straight? Yeah. Question for the culture. Can you make hyperpop and be a heterosexual male? I want to say yes. But at the same time. Was he cis? Absolutely. Okay. So no. Correction. I think you could definitely be a trans straight man and make hyperpop. Can you be a cis hat man and make hyperpop? I don't think you should. I, you should. And honest, you shouldn't. And honestly, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I'm dying to hear his music. There's I've a latent queerness saying, there. Like, you need to send me the music. I got to hear it. I got to hear what it's like. We're going to change our theme song. <laughs> He's going to write it for us. It's going to be a hyper pop theme song. But other than that, the sex is pretty good. I love that. Nothing to write home about, but like satisfying. But you had some awful sex to write home about. I did have some awful sex to write home about. So awful. So awful. Afterwards, I was on the couch watching Bob's Burgers. My roommate came outside. He was like, you look really shook. Like, are you okay? There's nothing more upsetting than a straight man saying, you look shook. Yeah, there's nothing more upsetting than that. Like, he clocked it immediately. Like, I was physically, like, unwell after that bad sex. Basically, like, I got catfished twice in one night. This one guy who was like hitting me up. You didn't tell me it was twice. (laughs) You did not say that. It's two different people. Way to bury the lead. (laughs) So the first guy who catfished me um, was like sending me a bunch of videos of him getting ready. Like it was super hot and was like asking me to send him videos. And it was just like going on and on and on and like. I gave him my address. He told me he was on the way and then he blocked me. This is um, a huge red flag to huge me. Huge red flag. I mean, it, uh, not the blocking. Uh, obviously, that's the beyond. video sending. Right. The video sending. Like when you, 
I, cause it has happened to me. This has actually happened to me previously granted a long time ago, but like where I have been on more than one occasion in conversation with somebody on grinder, who's very insistent about sending content, sending content, specifically videos, like videos of me getting ready, videos of me doing X, Y, Z. And then invariably they end up blocking you. Like, don't get me wrong. It's one thing if you're like having a really heated, sexy conversation and like they send you like, you know, a single vid of them, like wagging their hard dick around, wagging their hog, you know, you just like pulsing your hole in front of the camera or something (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Just throb um, your hole for the people. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That was my first big break on Twitter was hole throbbing. Um, <laughs> it was. It we've, really was. We've it, all seen it. Oh, oh, oh God. We all have, haven't we? Uh, maybe I should link that too. You should. Um, no. Um, but it's such a red flag when people are so committed to building anticipation and committed to online exchange because it's like you reach this critical point where it's suggesting to me that like you're so committed to the online interaction that like you obviously don't gain so much from the real life interaction. Mm -hmm. I see that, you know, or Mm -hmm. like that even if you do, there's like just this like incredibly high threshold that I have to achieve in terms of my interaction with you online to get you there, that it's like not worth it. No, to try and reach that fantasy that they're concocting. Right. And because, yeah. So, cause it's like, first of all, it's unattainable, but also because it's like, then it's like, it kind of tells me it's going to be a bad time because it's like, if you're so like engrossed in having these like online exchanges it tells me that like you're not having IRL exchanges all that often. I can see that, you know, because it's like, like the great thing about the nurse and like one thing that was like, that like really turned me on about him when we first met and genuinely very much contributed to our chemistry, our initial chemistry at least was we never exchanged nudes. Like we like, cause we did first interact on grinder, but we exchanged maybe a dozen messages like Mm -hmm. between the two like I probably sent five or six messages he sent five or six messages and it was purely like hey what's up like you're really handsome like would you like to get a drink you know what I mean like it was really just like a mutual recognition of attraction and then being like okay I'm attracted to you so like let's just meet right let's just because it's like what am I going to learn online what am I going to learn through my screen talking to you like nothing we're talking about sex we're talking about romance and dating like I got to be with you that's kind of how it happened with with my boyfriend and I we um we exchanged very minimal messages on hinge quickly switched to switching on Instagram because we wanted to send each other memes and mm-hmm. right from there we were like let's grab a drink like let's do this let's meet exactly it's like if you don't if someone isn't quick to move Like, don't get me wrong. There is something hot about sexting and about exchanging photos and video. Like, I mean, come on. You're talking to somebody who, like, I make porn for Twitter. Like, I get it. There's something legitimately hot about doing that. But, like, Mm -hmm. there is um, a healthy balance. So I'm really sorry that happened to you. But hopefully it can. Oh. Because that was just the one guy who catfished me. Oh, God. I forgot there were two. There were two guys who catfished me in one night. So that guy catfished me. And then... I had this, there's this French guy who lives in my neighborhood who's been like meeting to like meet up with me and like super, super hot. Like are all Frenchmen catfish or are all catfish Frenchmen? And so great cue, (laughs) but 
So he comes over because so, I literally shaved my entire body for the previous man, including my pubes, which I've never done before. T-paws. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but T-paws. Don't ever shave your body for anyone. No. Don't do it. See, I, I don't mind shaving my bot, my like, my, my, my pussy hole for a man because like, I like. How did you say that? My pussy hole. That's like the, evol- that video I said, did I send you that video? That's like the evolution of period. You did. Um, because like I like to have it clean shaven and like I like to have my legs shaved and everything like those things shaved but like my pubes so for you it's just like the the galvanizing like the catalyzing agent you need to like get you into the bathroom to shave your hole yeah yeah I won't I won't mind that that. yeah and so I was like I shaved I enemaed I am gonna give somebody this fantasy ASAP so the French guy (laughs) comes over those pictures are old. No, I don't know when no, those pictures were from, but no. baby girl, like, listen, like, I like it thick. Like, I like a little chunk. Like, I'm okay with that. Chunk. But, like, don't lie to me. Don't lie. I have said this. Like, I am totally, like, like going back to, like, you know, physical attraction, like, as much as I have, like, maybe, like, a more conventional, like, like standard for, like, what I would like to have in the bedroom like there are exceptions to every rule there are thick boys that I love getting with but like like you can sh- like if you catfish me like and you show up thicker than your photos even if you're still attractive I am so unsettled by the fact that mm-hmm. you lied to me that like it I am immediately turned off like it's it's so it's so freaky to me. I completely agree. I completely agree. And like it's interesting because like I don't usually send like nudes or I try not to send nudes or body pics. Mm-hmm. Just because like I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lady. I'm a lady, goddammit. You gotta work harder for that. You gotta buy me a drink first. You know what I mean? That's why like period. I like to meet people in person in like a bar setting or something so you see my body so you like see me as a person I'll send like dozens of face pics and like pics of me with clothes on with friends etc so you get the energy but like I don't want I, I it's just it doesn't do it for me have, like them just like come over and let's fuck you now, know what I mean? I'm do it for me not a lady so I just like load up whole pics in a semi-automatic and I'm just like firing them, out. firing them away firing them away Firing them out. I don't do that anymore. I should stop doing that. Maybe. Honestly, my only like desire to stop doing that is like I am seeing a hot man who is like active in the New York gay sex community. Mm -hmm. And like he's going to interact with someone who's like, oh, yeah, your partner like sent me his hole three times. And like I just never actually want that to happen. (laughs) Sick. I love that my boyfriend and I are in completely different dating pools. I oh, love that. Not the not the case for me, love. Um, anyway, tell me about yeah the shibari. Oh, sex. is it my turn? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, you know. So as you all have obviously put together at this point, I've had a lot of sex in my day, and so it is like hard for me. Not hard, but it's with decreasing frequency. I come across new and genuinely like really exciting experiences in bed. So this was, like, actually, like, really special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the nurse and I wanted to go to this fetish party over Halloween, the Hunter party. Never made it because I was fucked up on ketamine and Ubered us to the wrong address on like what was truly the opposite side of the city. I don't want to talk about it. Um, oh, it was so embarrassing. Especially because we looked fucking amazing. We were in like matching shibari. Like he had on black leather pants. I had on those black sequin pants from yard 666 sale that are mm-hmm. insane with the naked man and a huge cock on and like we he had those contacts in that turn your entire eye black and i had the ones that made your eye red like we looked freaky hot like it was so good and when like neither of us had like done shibari at all and so we just looked up like a really basic shibari knot or whatever you would call it and the nurse was tying me up and he was like, oh, this kind of is hot. And right. And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. Like, I didn't think I'd be into it. Like, I thought it would, like, look good for this party. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it would be, like, a hot look, but I didn't necessarily think I'd be into it. And then he, like, is wrapping me up, and the knot goes, like, he, like, puts my dick in between the ropes and then, like, through my crack and, like, ties and, like, cinches it, sort of. And I just got, like, so turned on. And then I was like finally all tied up and he's kind of like tugging on me and he's like, oh, I like this. I was like, yeah, kind of me too. But like here I am just like about to like get ready or whatever. And no, he just like grabs me by the knots, like throws me on the bed, like pulls down his pants. He's rock hard and he fucked the shit out of me. And like it was diabolical glorious it was glorious it was like heaven in a handbasket like i just beyond like having an exceptional orgasm it was just like simultaneously like so kinky and so intimate and like really like honestly romantic because it was like he had tied me up and it was like this you know it's like a time i wouldn't say it's time consuming but it's like you're he was devoting 20 minutes of his time to like putting me in these knots, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. there was this like build up, this like intimacy that came of it. And then it was just genuinely like so hot. Cause it was like, I was simultaneously constricted, but like had use of my limbs and like, Oh my God. It was amazing. Did it feel like you were being hugged? It kind of does. Honestly, I bet autistic people love Shabari because they need hugs they need lots of hugs another thing we're probably going to beep out we're not beeping that out that's so fair maybe it's not (laughs) oh my god Um. (laughs) i'm gonna stand by that one you know what you're right everybody needs hugs everybody needs a hug (laughs) hugs for all um so yeah it was amazing um but i wanted i really want to get into the condom morning Oh, God. Yeah, I'm literally wearing all black today because I'm in fucking mourning, ladies and gentlemen. Like, um, the rule that the nurse and I have about extra relational sex is that we use condoms, which I think is a completely fair rule. Um, And, you know, I feel like I've said this before, but, like, as a gay man, it really is shockingly and disturbingly difficult to have sex with other gay men with a condom because with the advent of PrEP and the sort of inoculation of HIV as, like, a serious, like, ever-present threat to, like, your sexual health and, like, all the work we've already done to destigmatize and demystify other STIs. Like, men are basically just, like, fuck it. Like, I'm not I'm not using a condom. Like, I want to have raw sex. Like, mm-hmm. which, like, I think is, like, a totally fair 
like thing to do from like a philosophical and moral perspective like I I don't have any qualms with that but like I do think like because I'm beholden to someone else's sexual health now and like this is the rule we've come up with like obviously I just respect that rule but so it has really resulted in like a lot of my regulars uh sort of tossing me to the wayside like most recently this amazing hung beautiful daddy in hell's kitchen who would just fuck the daylights out of me like hit me up the other day and we hadn't hooked up in a while and like we're both kind of flaky with each other because we live far apart and it was like finally sort of like a plan was like finally sort of coming to fruition and I was like okay I just need to tell you like I started seeing somebody and like our one rule is like we're I have to use condoms now um and you know he was like oh well first and foremost like congrats like I'm so happy for you I really hope things work out Mm -hmm. and then start sending a second message he's typing he's typing he's typing and I finally just interject I'm like I'm sorry is this a deal breaker and he was like yeah I don't do that and I was like oh my god dude like you get so fucking hard for me and you're literally obsessed with my pussy like you're gonna get hard in a condom and also you're gonna last longer which is great because you only make me come 50% of the time. So, like, I just don't get it because, like, all the guys that I've been fucking, they all, like, insist on, I mean, like, obviously we're going to use a condom. Like, I would like to use a condom. But, like, they're all, like, I haven't had to, but, like, usually I used to have to, like, fight people. But that's the irony of, like, the fact that you're fucking straight men. Yeah. It's, like, like, heterosexuals are still, you know, because... Pregnancy has not been as effectively curtailed as, like, HIV when it comes to, like, the pill. Um, slash, like, obviously, you're not on a pill. I mean, to be fair, they're they're not going to get me pregnant. Well, yeah. But <laughs> there's still, there's, like, just, like, I, what I mean is there's just, like, a greater culture of condom use amongst heterosexuals. My that prostate is, like, is my birth control. My prostate is my birth <laughs> <laughs> Jeep, you are quite literally going to kill me. Um... No, it's, it was like really, it's upsetting and it's frustrating because it's like beyond the fact that it's like, come on, just use a condom. It's like, it makes me be feel like, I'm like, really? It's like, like we enjoy having sex with one another. Is this like, so like damning? Like, is it really like the sex isn't good enough that like you can just like use a condom and That's still enjoy I it? I don't understand. Like condom sex is fine like it's it's okay it's not as good as condomless sex yeah like, raw no, dogging like, is where it's at but yeah like, like it's still good right, like i'm not pretending it's the same thing like i get like you're allowed to be disappointed like i totally understand that yeah. but deal breaker really come on grow up yeah literally grow, grow up. up you are 35 dude like grow up like wrap it before you pack it like jesus fucking christ do weird people sling good cock? Weird people sling, like, 90% of them sling great. Like, like the guy I fucked last night, so weird, so awkward. He, like, doesn't do drugs, doesn't really do anything. And then I was, like, we were in bed. And his cock is thick. So I was, like, I'm going to need to get a little popper up. And I couldn't find my poppers. And he's, like, oh, I have my own. I'm, like, wait a minute. Like, you, straight-laced, finance bro, are a popper king? And he was like feeding King. me poppers constantly King. throughout the night. King. And King. he was doing that. I love when guys do it too and tops do it too. And he was rock 
fucking hard the entire time. Like so hard you could chisel diamonds with it. Love. Okay. That's actually amazing because like I'm so 50, 50 on that. If I'm topping and I use poppers, sometimes it's like, boom, my dick is so hard. It's about to pop a blood vessel mm-hmm. or limp dick. Like, it could. It's a total gamble. And he out of nowhere was like, "You love daddy's cock," and I was like, "Hello, like, like what I, is this? Do. I, I do, I do." It's oh funny my that God. you say that. That's so funny. I literally That's at so one point was good. like, "It's so funny you say that because I do." <laughs> weird people do sling good cock, and I think it's because it's like you're weird. You're already used. It's like I think like like obviously sex is this sort of constant battle of like deconstructing sort of your own conditioning right and you know your own preconceptions and like sex can be really hard for people who just like don't know how to like cut loose right or who don't know how to just like be really present in something and forego anxieties about judgment or like whatever and so for weird people who are like used to experiencing that in the real world it's just like an easier process yeah and it's amazing I totally agree weird people sling great cock and I think on that note, we actually need to start talking about Doc Cock. What's up, Cock? What's up, Cock? What's up, Cock? I can't do a Bugs Bunny, can you? I can't, and no. I'm not going to try. I, that we can beep out. That we can beep out. <laughs> um, um, hospitals, doctors, sex. We love doctors. We love six-figure cock, and we're ready to dive in, baby. You're ob- obsessed with that turn of phrase, six-figure cock. I am obsessed with that phrase because it really means a lot to me. It really means a lot to me. Jeep's going to start off with, like, a banger of a fucking, like, Shutter Island-ass sex story. Like, I guess it's not that crazy, but... It's pretty... Cr- whatever. Just go. What happened was, so this is when I was living in Venice... I was on Grinder and this guy was messaging me, barely speaks any English. And he's like, hey, like, I'm a doctor. I am doing the overnight shift at this hospital. Like, you should come over and we should fuck. And he's like, you can fuck in like, you know how like doctors have like, like bunk bed rooms or whatever in hospitals, kind of like rooms they can like sleep. No. Uh, when they do overnight shifts. Sounds very Italian. Whatever. So I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. Like, this is hot. Like, let's do this. I was the top. Why does this always happen to you? It always happens to me. No, but this was fun. I was like trying to top that night. Oh, hot, 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 hot. So beautiful courtyard, beautiful hospital. The guy comes down and he's in a hospital gown and I did it and I asked him why and he like didn't really know how to respond in English and he only understood me when I spoke in a British accent. Okay. So we get in there and I'm fuck and I'm we're get into the room and it is literally a patient's room. I love how these things happen to you and like for me it's like there are all these sirens going off and you're just like Nah, we're good. No, literally, all, there's all these red flags. I'm just like, I guess this is fine. And so <laughs> I'm fucking him, and he's literally like, you're a true top. You're a top. Like, this is so good. Like, he's loving what I'm giving him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm giving it. Me? I'm giving me it? A top? Ah! <laughs> like, it was so much fun. And then I came, and then he came. And then he was washing himself off in the bidet. And that's when I realized I was like, this man is not a doctor. This man is a literal patient in this hospital. Ah! (laughs) And 
No. I looked up what kind of hospital it was like the next day. Psychiatric? Psychiatric hospital. No, you fucked a crazy person. I fucked a crazy person in a psychiatric hospital. And I essentially, he snuck me into the hospital like through the back. You're so lucky you didn't get caught. That is like definitely jail time. I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, okay, like no judgment. But, like, in a general sense, like, is it ethical to fuck in a hospital? Is it ethical to fuck a patient in a hospital? No. The answer is that is obviously no. Like, Why not? I mean, okay, I guess, like, patients have agency, but it's, like, I actually just don't really think it's that ethical to fuck in a hospital. Why? I don't know, but it just really doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit well with you? It doesn't sit well with me. And, like, I'm sorry, most things sit well with me. Most things do sit well with you. Lest, Most things sit well on top of you. Lest we rehash the silly joke we beeped out last week. I'm okay with it. <laughs> We're beeping that out. No, that's fine because I'm not repeating it. Um, but like, I don't know. I guess it's like, first of all, there's like a question of like sanitation. And like, if you're fucking a patient, it's like, in le- like unless you have like some like, like an incredible awareness of like why exactly they're in the hospital. It's like you could be seriously jeopardizing their health by like having and the health of others, especially now in COVID times. Now like in this COVID, was, this was 2015. This, this was, was a while ago. This was 2015. Yeah. Oh my god, baby. Summer of love. Summer of love. Summer of Shutter Island. I'm sorry, Summer that shit is Island. so crazy. Um, I don't have any fucking in hospital stories but like speaking of unethical when i was in college i this actually might also have been 2015 no 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 no. it was a little later but like it was the first time i ever got gonorrhea Mm -hmm. um and i like penn had like a truly spectacular student health services program um, and I had this amazing doctor there. Shout out Julia. If you ever hear this girl, you are a queen. Like she was amazing. Um, and I went to see Julia, like got my like routine STI check. And like the next day she called me and I was so scared. And she was like, you have gonorrhea. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was a big first for me. Big moment. Big moment. <laughs> big moment. The beginning of the end, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't, like, really know much at the time about treatment. And, like, so, I, you know, whatever. I, like, went in. I'm all nervous. Like, so relieved to find out it's just a shot and four pills and a walk away, right? I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. And so, like, I get treated. And I had to do this, like, outpatient thing with this nurse. And she was literally like, you know, you should, like, really be more careful, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, first of all, like, even if I had just, like, spent my entire, like, week just getting raw dogged by strangers, like, go fuck yourself. You're not allowed to say that to somebody. But on top of all that, the reason I got gonorrhea was because, like, the dude, like, that I was dating, like, lied to me about, like, his STI status and raw dogged me. So it was like, girl, I was careful. Like, I'm sorry that the man I'm seeing, like, or was seeing, because, like, I obviously stopped talking to him, like, lied to you. Lied to me about, like, his sexual health. But, like, also, like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you literally, no. Like, if you work in medicine, like, 
Keep your fucking mouth shut. That's what happened to me when I got chlamydia for the first time. I, the guy who rod me lied to me about his sti history and gave me chlamydia yeah and it's like on top like on top of the fact that it's like i'm already like kind of traumatized by what's happened to me it's like you're playing into this like larger tendency to just like totally which like happens in medicine all the time there's like all sorts of research about this about how queer people are infantilized by the medical establishment treated like fucking idiots like not trusted when they talk to their doctors right and it's like i like like Maybe I wasn't, like, aware of, like, every single thing, like, of, like, every single aspect of, like, you know, from, like, diagnosis to prognosis of gonorrhea. But, like, I know how to take care of myself. And I'm doing the right thing. I'm literally here getting tested regularly, like, checking up on my sexual health. Like, bitch, when was the last time you, straight woman, like, got an STI screening? Period. Like, I'm sorry. Cishets never Ever, ever get, get checked they for never STIs. Do. They never get tested. And that's and then exactly like, why I wear condoms, all the straight people. Right. And then it's also like, like how dare like you shame me for this when it's like, you're actually just ignorant to your own status, which is way worse. Way well, worse. Do you really think she's getting pounded as much as you are? No, that bitch is a fucking virgin. Anyway. Yeah. She made me mad. She made me mad. Reese angry. Mm. <laughs> okay. Speaking of nurses, the nurse. Oh, the nurse. Do you not want to talk about your friend in Vietnam? Speaking of nurses. Oh, right. She's going to listen to this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> She's going to love it. One of my best friends, she went to, her and her boyfriend have been in an open relationship since the get-go. He was married to this woman. She had her own boyfriend. Whereas he had the girlfriend, my friend crazy complicated and so hot and eventually they ended up getting a divorce well (laughs) because the wife was jealous of my friend and it was this huge big at least that's what i remember it being about and Mm -hmm. it was this huge thing they ended up getting divorced nbd they've been in open relationship ever since my friend goes to vietnam for like about a year or so and she really wanted me to fuck her boyfriend (laughs) oh my god she really wanted me to, so that she said to me, that she's like... That is so flattering. I would give anything for someone, one of my friends to call me and be like, please fuck my boyfriend. And she was like, I just would feel so comfortable knowing that he's fucking people I know. That's so interesting. And I... First of all, he was way overworked. I, I There was no way I would have time to lock him down. And B, he's definitely going to hear this. And he, whatever, he's just, I'm so attracted to him and he's so hot that I just like, don't want him to see me naked. Ah, jeep. I don't want him to see me naked. That's silly. He has, his abs are so chiseled. You can fit a jewel in them. Okay. Hot. It's crazy. He's, but he's such a wonderful person that I also, and like, you know what? Now that I think about it, if we were to have sex, like, I don't think it would make our relationship any awkward, any more awkward. I don't think it would because like, the three of us are very, like, open-minded, open-communicative people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do it. How would, like, what's, like, would you want your boyfriend's, would you prefer your boyfriend be fucking people you know or strangers? That's a great question. I, dip, boop, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, I'm decidedly, like, with the nurse, like, I'm really comfortable. Or, well, I would definitely prefer and do prefer that he have sex with people I don't know. Like, I want to keep those worlds as separate as possible. Like, 
I'm obviously like aware of the possibility that they'll overlap, but I'm like, I don't need you fucking my friends. You know what I mean? Cause it's just going to like beg me and my friends having a conversation about it. And also just like, then like, I don't know, it gets too close to like them developing or risking developing an emotional connection with somebody else. You know what I mean? I think it'd be funny if he was fucking like my friends, at least my girlfriends. I think it'd be funny. And, like, fun. But he doesn't fuck women. No, just me. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I don't think I would mind if he were fucking my friends. That's so interesting. I don't know. I kind of have to, maybe I need to, like, deconstruct that Especially if he was bottoming. Especially, I I feel like, I'm like, get your nut, honey. Get your nut. That's true. Get your nut. I I don't know. I got to think on that. Do you want to chop my boyfriend? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because like i want to fuck his best friend (coughs) but apparently he has like a crazy monster cock and i want to see it you are a size queen i'm not a size queen by any you're literally fucking a queen no you're okay well mm. i will do something if i think it's funny and i think if the dick is like comically large, then I'm in Okay, as I'm sorry. I've been told. The the Venn diagram of like comedy queen and size queen is like increasingly becoming a circle right now. <laughs> and like we are hopefully when when my boyfriend like feels better and his friend comes back from Seattle, we're gonna have a three way and see how that plays out. Okay. I also just like really wanna see him take like whoops, I'll beat out his name. I really wanna see my boyfriend like take a fat fucking cock that's so crazy uh the nurse like does not i actually asked sort of like approached this today just kind of genuinely out of curiosity right like didn't have any like thing lined up no plans like nothing i could even suggest but it was just like asked him about like a threesome and he's like absolutely not like i would not want to have a threesome with you i think he's still getting used to this the realm of like open relationships and non-monogamy and so there's still this like effort, this ongoing effort to deconstruct like the jealousy that it would brew for him, mm-hmm. which is like fair, right? Like that's, that's a process. But speaking of the nurse, speaking of nurses and the nurse circling back, I think this is like a really good opportunity to talk about dating, dating in New York, dating in general. Um, we like definitely had like a not so fun conversation about the pace at which our relationship is evolving, which is very fast. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for him too fast, uh, which wasn't like, I, I don't think I was like right to be upset per se. Like if you want to slow things down, you have every right to voice that and we can, but it's also very difficult. I think to, it's difficult for me to move slowly blanket it's also difficult to move slow in new york when there's like all these things going on and you're constantly like out and about and it's like then if you're like bringing that person with you right you're con you're there's just like you're constantly having experience and then it's like if you're not with that person it's like there's so much happening between the times that you're with that person that it feels like easy to like forget about them and lose momentum totally like so that it becomes this like really delicate balancing act and then suddenly you're careening towards a relationship and it's like that's super overwhelming um and so I get that but it's I don't know it's just very difficult and I think I'm realizing like that I just 
I don't know. I do really like him and I want it, but I want it to also like go at like a pace that everybody's comfortable with, but it's, it is difficult to go slow in New York. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Reiterating what we just said, like right. the, the pace of the city, not just the pace of the city, but the pace at which we're going to events, outings, et cetera, hanging out with friends, going to work, all that jazz. Like it's so engrossing that you need to have constant communication with someone to keep the momentum right. going. Right, and it's feeding this like site. Yeah, it's feeding this cyclone of like relationship. Which is intense like- for people. It's really intense for people to stay in communication, and mm-hmm. also like not only that, but like showing feigning too much interest in someone people start to retract yeah. and start to pull away if you're too interested in them. So it's this crazy balance that you're trying to figure out where like you don't want to seem too interested, you want to seem just interested enough, and you don't want to seem like you're not interested at all. It's I mean, I'm in look, the city is awful. It is awful. I'm very, I think we're very fortunate in that because we're both such excellent communicators and extremely sensitive, vulnerable, and open people. Like mm-hmm. we've gotten past that like, uh, you know, the balancing act of like how much interest do I demonstrate? Like we are both very clear about the fact that we're super interested in each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we don't have any problems expressing that and we express it often, but I think it's funny cause it kind of creates this catch 22 because he's so emotionally intelligent and I like to think I am, or at least I'm very good at communicating my emotions as is he that like it both like, it that like feeds the pace at which the relationship is going right it makes it go faster because we're both so capable of sharing what we're feeling you're being so vulnerable right so there's not these like i think most people when they start dating somebody it's like you face obstacles in communication and in vulnerability that you have to take time to overcome that we don't have to do because we're both like naturally good at that but then mm-hmm. it like conversely creates this problem of feeling like the relationship's moving too fast super fast because like it's just going so well. Like, you I know what that. I mean? I do know you And mean. so it's like, it, now it's like reaching a, a sort of like critical velocity, if you will, of like how fast it's going that I, it's kind of like, okay, well, how do we slow this down without doing so artificially? You know what I mean? And like, I was trying to explain that to him because he was like, it just feels like it's moving so fast. And I was like, that's so fair. And like, I don't want this to be overwhelming for you, but it's like, is anything going wrong? He was like, well, no. And I was like, then if that's the pace that this is moving at and there's nothing wrong happening, then like, what are, like, what are we fighting? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what like, are we fighting? What are we and doing? So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Cause it's like, I really do think I've learned through the, this like budding relationship that someone's emotional quotient is way more important than their intellectual quotient. Like my last partner was extremely intelligent, truly the most intelligent person I've ever met, but we struggled to, communicate about emotions and Mm -hmm. to emotionally connect in specific ways the like especially when it came to like demonstrations of physical affection like how we liked to spend time together like just like kind of like basic things that you know were more of a negotiation whereas with the nurse it's like very natural and I don't know I've realized like as much as I valued that relationship and still care for that person super deeply like it's so much more important to have an emotional connection, not even an emotional connection, but like a, like be with somebody who's match, who is able to match your emotional intensity and skill set. You know what I mean? Like we were, me and my previous partner were mismatched in terms of our abilities to communicate 
emotionally and be in touch with our emotions. And that is not the case right now. And for that reason, I think it's so much more successful, at least here in the beginning. In the beginning. We'll see how it goes. Well, we want, I want to wrap this up with a little, a little anecdote. Oh yeah. Back to the, back to the medical theme, which we've only tenuously stuck to, but um, whatever. (laughs) I want to talk about this time Right in 2018, right before 2019, I fucked this ER doctor in his penthouse. Love this story. So what happened was it was like 3 a.m. I had just gotten home. No one was home. Never leave me alone. Period. Period. And per this guy is messaging me. His penthouse is like six minutes walking from my apartment. I'm like, let's just fucking go. Let's just do this. He, I was drunk. So (laughs) drunk. Get to his place. There's like his children's drawings are everywhere. And, like, him and his wife are, like, divorced and everything. And I'm, like, okay, this is fine. And so we get into the bedroom. Okay, this is fine. (laughs) He – we get in the bed. He's, like, showing me the porn that he has hidden on, like, an app in his TV. He loves Mormon boy porn. Okay. Which I feel like was the first red flag. That was the first red flag? There was a lot of red flags. But he – which I constantly ignore – um, we ended up fucking all over the apartment. We do a little drugs. It's a really great time. And then all of a sudden, after the drugs and the um, alcohol wear off, I look at him as he's like jerking himself off or like like trying to come for like the fourth time or whatever. <laughs> I'm looking at him and it's like 6 a.m. And I'm like, I need to leave right now. I hate making a huge mistake. I hate when you're that like clarity just washes over you like right at what couldn't be a worse time. Worst time. And then I'm like trying to leave and he's like, if you stay, like I'll give you my prescription pad and you can write whatever prescription you want. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, if you want perks, like, I'll just sign off on it. And you I'm like, could be making so much money. Okay, but that's so fucking illegal. Yeah. I morally well, cannot stand by that. Forget, yeah, forget legality. That is like morally bankrupt. As someone who has like a very, I guess, emotionally intimate relationship with health, you know, like going to the doctor all my life, having Crohn's, like being bipolar, like whatever. Like I just morally can't get behind a doctor being crooked. I'm sorry. Even from just like a basic, like political or philosophical standpoint, like we are living in the midst of like a horrible opioid epidemic. Like you, like absolutely nobody needs. Nobody needs on e- Even regulated access to opioids is bad in this country. Like nobody needs like infinite access to whatever fucking that's an insane thing to offer somebody imagine being so horny that you're like (laughs) i will let let you jeopardize my career i I will literally let you irreparably damage my career and potentially the lives of countless others for this nut for this nut baby and that's That's how good this pussy is that's power and i think on that note thank you everybody (laughs) It's been mine the gape. It's been great. Should you make any trips to the doctor, uh, tell us about them in the comments. I'm Jeep. And I'm Reese. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.